Make room for sports. Make room for sports. I don't know. I, uh, I started sports. recording. All right. Welcome I'll take that as a guess. Welcome to Make Room for Sports, your definitive podcast source for uninformed sports speculation. I'm one of three hosts this week, Dave Dominique, subbing in for our usual fearless leader, Simon Barrett, who is indisposed in an unknown location in Great Britain. Uh, with me, as always, is Mike Lochran. Hello, gentlemen. As well as Mikhail Britt. Ready to host. And so this week we're going to try an experimental structure where we have uh, three separate hosts at three different points in the podcast. And I don't want um, I don't want Mike Lochran. I don't want you to feel like you've been offered something and have and had it rescinded because the plan was for you to host and I sort of just commandeered that. So actually, if you want to host, I'm willing to turn it over to you right now. You can you can you can become host for the whole podcast right now if you jump on it. I'm yes gonna, or no, Mike. I'm just gonna I'm gonna punish you with silence uh, because my feelings are so hurt that I can't host. I'm willing to sit here in silence for the next 45 minutes. That would be experimental. <laughs> do you think that's just been 45 done? minutes of dead air? Yeah, we could do that. I'm so, going to take a um, shot of Polish vodka because I, I neglected to mention that I am uh, I'm co-hosting from uh, Warsaw right now. So here we go. <sighs> Smooth. So. <laughs> do, uh, is your last this chance is a really to... great uh, sound effect. That sounded like you played a sound effect of someone drinking, but that was really you drinking. Yeah, that was me drinking a Polish vodka called Krupnik Vodka Premium. Wow. Yeah, original Krupnik to legendary. No, it gets Polish after that. I can't read it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try because I'll sound. They're not gonna pay you your endorsement deal if you don't read it. Okay, I'll. I'll, I'll let's see. Um... There are real poles in the next room, so I don't want to offend anyone, but it says Originalny Krupnik to Legendarny Smak i Pandaskawa Jakaus. All right, I got to stop. Okay, so uh, Mike, Mike Lochran, will you or will you not be the sole host for this episode? Yeah, I'm going to host this one. Sweet. I'm feeling good. Okay, I like it. I'm feeling oh. strong. Um, I wanted to start off with a story about uh, my new shower curtain that I got. Um, <laughs> I got a new shower curtain this week. It, well, part of the story is that I'm sad Simon's not here today because it's about Simon. But I um, got a new shower curtain. It's of a um, it's of like a cat DJ in space, like a cat at a turntable, like floating through the cosmos. I found it on Amazon just by typing in "funny shower curtain," and so I, I was like, "That's the one. I need that one." So I ordered that. And then, like at the bottom where it says, "Like other customers also browsed for these things," was Simon's shower curtain, um, which is of a sloth climbing up the Empire State Building, like in Godzilla. Oh, does that mean we have to queue up the busted um, sound effect? Because Simon, we found out that Simon actually just Googled funny shower curtain. <laughs> well, either the busted, <laughs> that's true. It could be the busted one. I was thinking it would be that's friendship because like Simon and I, our shower curtains are cousins. Do we have a double, a double drop for busted that's friendship? <laughs> right. Like two, <laughs> We need a drop of like two friends in jail together. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go i'm gonna i'm gonna google two friends in jail together i'll see what i get i'm um, also i have another i have another simon centric issue um and this time it's a bone to pick with simon i don't know if you guys noticed this but from his twitter bio he recently removed uh all, he scrubbed his twitter bio of all mentions of the podcast whoa that's yeah. uh really offensive major actually. And, like, coincidentally, that's also the week that he disappeared to London. Right, that he disappeared and has not, to quote-unquote yeah. quote London. 
Yeah, I think he's just leaving roses at Jeremy Corbyn's doorstep, and he like doesn't want to doesn't want to come back. Oh, well, weird. Simon does have like a legitimate career as a Hollywood screenwriter, and maybe he's got a project he's working on, and he needs to present himself. How do we know for uh, sure that Simon has a legitimate career as a Hollywood screenwriter? That's a really good question. <laughs> I feel um, like Simon uh, just pulled a French exit, not only on this podcast, but on his entire like fake life living as like a Hollywood screenwriter in Los Feliz, but actually something else seems to be going on here. The only proof I have is he once introduced me to Dan Stevens, but that could have all been part of the con. Like that could be the only thing he ever accomplished. It's like he paid Dan Stevens a thousand dollars to pretend that he knew him. I am super like I've gone to private screenings at studios, big name studios here in Hollywood to see like not premieres of his movies, but like movie like before the premiere. But you're right; that could have just been a whole setup. Simon has gone to very elaborate lengths with this con. I'm super creeped out right now. I need feel like all right. I need, so I need a shower. In conclusion, in conclusion, we're all angry and suspicious of Simon. Um, let's get into some NBA trade talk. Wait. I think it's time. Dave said he needed a shower. Oh, your turn. You need to a deal, shower. Your turn to deal with this, Mike. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already so angry. That was the most. Really mad at that. But just like, most, like, you missed bra- him. brazenly disruptive, like anarchist. Yeah, like the first <laughs> the first thing that happened is right before we started recording, Dave announced that he was going to do like an experimental three way hosting, and then said, "I'm recording. Here we go." That was annoying. <laughs> then the second annoying thing is that when I finally tried to get us into some sports talk, Mikel already disturbed that flow. It's not easy. Oh, All right, not- I won't do it. I won't. I won't do it. No, what were you saying, um, man? What were you going to say? Well, because, Dave, you said, I'm really creeped out by Simon. I think I need to take a shower. <laughs> and I was just wondering if you had a shower curtain. Oh, oh that is actually, that is a really good question. Um, you know, I haven't taken a shower yet in Poland. But no, I, I looked in the bathroom and because um, I peed right before we, we, uh, we started recording. And um, they have these really interesting showers. And it was also at the place I was staying in Finland um, last week. They have these sort of enclosed chambers um, in their shower rooms, so actually no steam gets out into the rest of the bathroom um, from the shower. Oh. It's just like this plastic enclosure, um, so it's not a curtain. It's just like a totally like hard plastic tube that you're showering inside of. That sounds good. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and you um, know, in some in some countries they heat the water with um, electricity instead, and so like. And the wires are exposed, and sometimes you might get electrocuted. <laughs> which countries? Like what? Yeah, which countries? <laughs> South America. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. That no, was this super is based. Problem. That was super problematic. It's, not it's only not, is South America not, not a country, but you have like no, <laughs> you have no evidence to support this claim. Yeah. Well, I mean, one day if you guys are worldly enough to go traveling through South America. You'll see what I'm talking about. Which, Can I ask the follow-up question, Mikkel? Yeah, the obvious yes. follow-up. Uh, have you ever been to South America? <laughs> uh, I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> ding! Okay. I'm going to ding that. <laughs> I've, talked, I've talked to people that have traveled through South America. Huh. Okay. Okay. Can we do NBA trade talk now? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So um, we have lots of new acquisitions and things to 
talk about here. Uh, I think the most interesting of them on the outline are letters A and B that have to do with Chris Paul's new home and Paul George's new home. And uh, they actually seem to be like similar versions of the same question about sorts of players that have similar games. So Chris Paul and uh, James Harden in Houston and Paul George and Russ in uh, OKC. I don't know. Can um, we compare this to like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James in Miami? Sure. Yeah. Please go, let's go ahead. Let's, let's analyze this. Did we just do that? <laughs> well, I just want to make uh, that comparison. It's like two superstars. I don't really know. How, how did Dwayne Wade and LeBron James play together? I just know that they were superstars who played together. Well, so actually the first year it didn't totally work. I mean, they, they made it to the finals, but they didn't win. Um, they had mm. the most talented team in the NBA, but the uh, the Spurs beat them in the first year of the uh, what do they call them the Heatles in the first year of the Heatles. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Why did um, they call them that? The Heatles because they were on the Miami yeah. Heat together, and it was a play on the Beatles. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I think it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, both of these both of these these pairings are are a little strange to me. Like I. Um, James Harden in the in the 2016-2017 NBA season uh, was the most ball dominant player in NBA history. I think he had the highest usage rate um, in history. And Chris Paul is also a completely ball dominant player. Kind of needs the ball in his hand for most of the game. Um, and then I don't know Paul George and, and and Russell Westbrook. Do you think they sort of have similar? They, they, there's a little more a little more contrast between their games that I think than uh, Harden and Chris Paul, but. Um, well, can we go back? Chris Paul and Harden, right? Their coach is Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's doesn't he have like a weird coaching style? Yeah. Um, do you want to take this one, Mike? Uh, we talked about this a little bit with uh, your guy's friend North, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. North I'm just is happy. Huge... Is it D'Antoni? Is that how you say it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, I think it is D'Antoni. Can I suggest that no one really knows how to say that? Because I feel like I hear it said it both ways equally often. D'Antoni, he's here? I'll yeah. S- I'll second that suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know much about his offense, except that like it's a system that allows for like lots of open shots, and they move the ball around very quickly. Well, I think when he was doing it in Phoenix, um, when, um, when Steve Nash was running point, it was called seven seconds or less. Like they, they would try to get a shot off in less than seven seconds uh, of having the ball. So it was all fast breaks and just like quick shots, a lot of outside shooting and a lot of just running up and down the floor, just tiring out the other team. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't rest his players, right? He like, that's why they suspected uh, Harden didn't do well in oh, that right. final game. Cause he was right. angry or tired or something. Well, and one but of the also things- that's, that's, that system can't really work because it has a grammatical error. It should be seven seconds or fewer. And that's what's always held D'Antoni's teams back in the finals because the players are just so sick of his like ungrammatical constructions. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like this. Can, can, can we go just a little bit deeper? And I just want to – can you go remedial on us and just tell us why? why? Oh, if, yeah, you why? Can count it, if you can count it, it's fewer. If you can't count it, it's less. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of skeptical too. So I was thinking like Chris Paul seems a little old to be running and gunning. Although North actually, not coincidentally, uh, pointed out to me that when D'Antoni came to Phoenix, or I guess maybe when Steve Nash came to Phoenix to, to play for D'Antoni, he was also like 31 or 32 and it worked out great. Um, Steve Nash got two MVPs under D'Antoni, although they can never beat the Lakers. 
Um, I actually, I have a question, Dave, about for you about both these guys. Because for me, or to me, both Chris Paul and Paul George are players who seem like they should be better than they are. Like I hear a lot about them, but they're never in like the in the front of the national consciousness of especially guard play. And they're both getting they're both getting on in years, right? They're both like close to thirty at this point. Well, well there's a lot of point guards. There's like a lot of good point guards playing right now. So maybe that's part of it. Chris Paul oh. I am guessing is over 30. I'm Googling it right now. Paul George, I don't think is. Paul George, we probably think is older than he is. Uh, Chris Paul is 32. Um, Paul George, I want to say, is probably only 28. He seems older than he is. Um, let's see. Okay. He is just, 27. Paul George is only 27. 27. Yeah. I think, but, no, but I totally feel what you're saying. I think I've never actually understood exactly what makes Chris Paul great because people talk about him like he's one of the you know maybe six to eight best players in the league um and i I don't totally see it i'm not you know that doesn't mean it's not true but and recently i think because he's been in the news so much there's been i keep hearing this you know when one one media type says one thing and just everyone just starts parroting it the new thing to say about chris paul it seems is that he has the best mid-range jump shot in the league and I, I don't know exactly if that's substantiated, but everyone is saying that right now. Chris Paul has got the best mid-range mm. jump shot in the league, but I, I don't know. I mean, he's never seemed like that great to me. Both both those guys um, have really boring names. Maybe that's why. Oh, and isn't it true that they have similar nicknames too? So Chris Paul is yeah. CP3, and didn't somebody call Paul George PG13 last year? Yeah, that's yeah, his, and he's uh, gonna change he's gonna change his jersey to number thirteen. Huh. So they both have. Um, First names as first name and, and last name. Between them, they only have right. three of them. And they both have threes in their numbers. Yeah. So Fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck both of them. Should we move on? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about... Um, wait, I'm wait. Actually... <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> okay, Here's the ahead. one thing you missed about this. whole. After Chris Paul was traded, there's rumors now that uh, Rajan Rondo is going to join the Clippers. I know. It's the weirdest... Oh, the Clippers. Yeah, because North was saying yeah. to me he wanted he wanted Rajan Rondo to join the Rockets. And I was like, what are you talking about? So they could have three totally ball-dominant guys on the same team? But yeah, Rondo yeah. on the Clippers. Well, But even even on the Clippers, it's not really going to be a good place for Rondo, I don't think. But I'd like to suggest that like, if I I'd could like orchestrate, it. if I were the commissioner of the NBA, I would make it so that Rondo was the point guard on every team in the league. <laughs> right. Yes. Because he's definitely like one of my favorite players who's like the most interesting and kind of the craziest yeah um and i think yeah we would all appreciate it if he decided to like suit up well i guess he couldn't be on every team but he'd have to be the point guard on one team and for every game oh each game he switches teams yeah 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 i definitely well, think he awesome. can win a vote for craziest um and just like most confounding and frustrating player it's confounding yeah and he's starting to look crazier every year yeah i think he's ready to go like full rodman I feel like like Rondo. Oh, yeah, like he should bust out some weird hair hair dye patterns and just just go for it. He's, he's I think he should have to play on roller skates because <laughs> he's really good at roller skating. Rondo is. Is that true? Yeah, Ron, yeah, Rondo is good at yeah. Is that just like your appraisal based on his personality, or is that real? No, that's real. That's real. Is that because like old school old school roller skates? Yep. Is that because his wow. name means round in in Italian, and you're just kind of making a weird <laughs> connection there? Um, it's not because of that. I mean, it, it might be because of that, but not because I think that. Maybe because Rondo thinks that. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I have a question, another one for uh, Dave here. I, I, of course, am like super excited about J.J. Redick going to the Sixers for one year. Um, but on the outline, I assume this is Dave, has used a very problematic uh, euphemism for J.J. Redick. Uh, he's referred to him as J.J. Overrated Dick. <laughs> um, so I want to get to the bottom of this instance of hate speech. Um, I want to know why, what's, what's wrong. I don't know anything about J.J. Redick. I know that he went to Duke, and that could be, I'm imagining that has a lot to do with why you don't like him. Um, I just, all right, so I'm looking at J.J. Redick's stats right now, and trying to do this live on the air isn't usually the best idea. But I don't know. I mean, I guess he's good. Yeah, he's got nice three-point percentages. Um, he's had really high three-point percentages for the past couple of years. Um yeah, and he scored 15 points per game this past year and 16. I don't know. I just feel like J.J. Redick is talked about um, like in, in, a, in a similar conversation to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of someone who might, who might be put in a similar tier to, to J.J. Redick, like, like, like DeMar DeRozan or, okay. or, um, or even uh, what's DeRozan's teammate, uh, the uh, uh, point guard on, on the Raptors. Um, oh, yeah, his uh, best friend. His best friend. Uh, this, uh, this is embarrassing. But yeah, I who mean, is I, it? Um, it's um, it's not Kyle Lowry, is it? Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Like, yeah. he, he kind of comes up in a conversation, like as if he's sort of like an all-star level talent. And I just, I don't right. know, 15, 16 points a game. Like his his career high is sixteen points a game. Um, you know, a few years ago he was scoring twelve per game for for Milwaukee. Uh, he's had some seasons where he's he's been in in the thirties percentage wise from from three point range. Like he had a thirty one percent year um, for Milwaukee for Milwaukee, although I guess he got injured that year. It's not really fair, but, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't There's know why annoying. I don't his name like is, him either. His yeah. Name is yeah. And I can't, if you, so if you were going to ask me like why I found him annoying, I don't know if I could answer that, but I do agree. He's annoying. He also, I believe he's a podcaster. So that could be part of what we're <laughs> responding to is like just basic biological, um, hatred, no, he totally has um, a podcast, and actually, I think, so I think he had his own podcast, and I heard, I haven't heard it yet, but I heard that recently it's been with Jamal Crawford, which is pretty funny, because he and Jamal Crawford are kind of really similar dudes, uh, or, 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 you know, and we're both on the clip, Clippers. That's of, weird, because that was the other guy, the Sixers tried to get Crawford last year. Yeah, um, they were trying to get him this um, year, too. I heard Maybe Crawford they're just, like, the big fans going. of the podcast. Um <laughs> They were like, who should we get? They're like, I don't know. There are these two guys. They like, they have a podcast. Podcasting is the future medium. Let's get those guys. They're always sort of talked about together. And I don't know, just like based on like a raw eye test, I, I just feel like Crawford is I don't know, a lot more um, talented and explosive player. Like I, I would rather go to Crawford in the clutch than, than J.J. Redick. And I just, so I, it kind of frustrates me that he's talked about in that like sort of second tier of, of NBA superstars. Is JJ Reddick's podcast about uh, cultural anthropology? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. That's what he minored in at Duke. Um, so did you just Google that? Um, I'm going to take the fifth. <laughs> I just thought it was pretty funny his, if instead of like just looking up like what his podcast is, you're looking up what his undergraduate major is. <laughs> but do you know well, what, his he po his what he majored? His podcast is not about basketball, right? It is. It's called The Vertical. I think it is. Uh, he majored in, oh, it's a clever, is that a clever name? I don't know. 
I don't know. He majored in history. Huh. I thought you just said he majored in cultural anthropology. He, he minored in that. Oh, okay. All right. I wonder if we like asked him some history questions, if he would give us the correct answers. I wonder if we get JJ Reddick on our podcast. Pro- yeah, and ask him history questions. Ask him like, why? Why is it that we feel the way we do about him? <laughs> like, he can help us sort through our feelings of dislike. Yeah. Be like. Look, JJ, we have a premise for you. <laughs> we really dislike you, and we need your help figuring out why. <laughs> now, in so fairness, can you just like talk? Can yeah. you talk a lot, and then we'll decide what we don't like about you? No, in fairness, I I did I I uh I heard him on the Low Post podcast like last year, and and he was he was pretty intelligent and thoughtful. And I've heard that his conversations with Jamal Crawford are really cool, and that Jamal Crawford seems like also the same, like pretty brilliant guy, and probably will end up being like a head coach in the NBA. Um, Crawford, I mean, so yeah. So we like we like JJ Redick now. Yeah, we love him. I've always yeah, loved yeah. him. I said from the beginning, but I love him. Me um, too. Me too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna change it too, and and primarily because I actually am really gonna root for 76ers this year. I'm 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 just gonna say it again. I said it last week. I'm super excited about the 76ers. It's like, <laughs> despite the fact that like most of their players have never played an NBA game, they do feel like they're a super team already. They're like, totally a super team. <laughs> and especially with you can imagine Redick just like having so many open threes with those guys. Totally. Um, well, that's what they need. They need yeah. some veteran leadership. It's, it's a good move. Yeah. I think they're probably gonna yeah. get get some more of that. I hope. Yeah, yeah, I'm super psyched. Um, I'm gonna suggest that we jump around to some other stuff because yep. this is gonna be a relatively brief episode, and we've been doing a lot of basketball. Um, why don't we go, Mikel? Yes. Are you prepared? for a round of dreamboat or shipwreck tennis edition oh yeah um sub question can you name a tennis player that we can play that game with um that 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 ukrainian (laughs) woman with tattoos oh yeah i think i'm gonna get you her name hold on i thought last week we figured out that that person didn't exist no, I was joking when I said I was making it up. It, oh. She does exist. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you right. can you figure out her name live on air? Yeah, I can. All right. Guys, talk about something else for a second. Or sh- <laughs> Are you doing a Google image search again of like Ukrainian women with tattoos and trying to figure out which one of them plays tennis? I'm going to be smarter <laughs> than that. I'm going to be smarter than that. Hold on. Um, I mean, we do have we have more or less serious plans to learn a little bit about tennis on this podcast. Yeah, um, I think last week we established that Wimbledon is approaching. We established <laughs> the month that it takes place in, but now I forgot the month. Is it July? Is I think it might be happening right now. Oh, that I, I also could explain where Simon got to. Um, oh, oh. he may have caught us. Do you think Simon's in Wimbledon? Yeah. Like I mean, playing? he was really excited about the breakfast at Wimbledon situation. Yeah. But that only happens in America. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that he, right? Yeah, he pointed that out. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That breakfast at Wimbledon okay. only exists because of the time, the time difference. Oh. So, yeah, I guess Wimbledon got, starts I, tomorrow. And, and uh, yeah, weird coincidence. It's, oh, I mean, fantastic. It's supposedly in Great Britain. I, something's going on. So we're going to see him on the court against Nadal. Pretty sure. I actually want to suggest that probably all tennis players are dreamboats. Can anyone disprove that? Um, all like the all the people. idea of an unattractive tennis player seems appalling to me. I don't think it's possible. Uh, Jimmy Connors, a oh, total dreamboat. That hair. All right. 
Yeah, um, he kind of is. Like he because he owns it. Like he owns it, so it kind of makes it. Who else? Um, here. All right, I got I got the Russian with the tattoos. Ukrainian. Oh, problematic, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you're mixing up like those are. If you say if you mix up Russian Ukrainian, especially to Ukrainian, such as I know. our good friend and friend of the podcast Alex Wazilko. Well, he will not let you forget it. Let me tell you something. Alex Wazilko is the one who told me about her, and he told oh. me she was Ukrainian, but on the internet it says she's Russian. Ooh. So we got <laughs> we, we got to take this gonna, up with Alex. Wait, are we going to name her, or what's going on? Um, I'll try. Uh, oh. Let's see. I got it. I don't want to mispronounce it. Spell it. So I'm going to listen to it. Spell it, man. Come on, let's okay. keep this moving. S. V E T L A N A. Svetlana. Svetlana, yeah. K U Z N E T S O V A. Kuznetsova. That's a tough one. whole thing. Svetlana Kuznetsova. Has tattoos. <laughs> Has tattoos. Has tattoos. I have to say, Dave Dominique is one of the best pronouncers of things I've ever known. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, I was pronouncing things in in German the other day when I was in in Vienna, and I got complimented on my accent, even though I can't speak any German. Yeah, it's really impressive. Thank you. You know, Dave, when we were in, I believe, third grade, we went to see a live taping of the Nickelodeon show called <laughs> "Don't Just Sit There." Yeah. And you got selected as the. Um, do you remember this? The person from yeah. the audience to read like the, I don't know, the beginning of every show. They had an, an audience person announce it. Yeah, they had audience announcer. They they had us like each uh, anyone who was interested had to test read um, to be the audience announcer, and yeah, they picked me. <laughs> that was a great moment. Thank you. I was probably <laughs> jealous. I guess I was probably jealous at the time. Maybe. I feel I like don't know. yeah, I feel like that happened earlier today too over text when when you got you got upset about something and then you claimed that everyone who listens to the podcast says you have the best voice. Yeah, should we air yeah. that? I think we should probably air that on the air. Well, I actually, I wanted to. I wanted to put this out to the listeners. Um, <laughs> who has the best voice? <laughs> yes, listeners. <clears throat> Which of the three of us has the best broadcast voice? Yeah, we'd all really, really like to know that. Uh, I see. I feel like Mike just blew us out of the water. But... <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Um, but I'm going to say I only said that to you because you were saying that my voice needed to sound more manly. I was see, I feel like I I hit a nerve. Like and that's I, problematic. Like I, that's problematic. I actually dinged myself in that text, kind of making it less significantly less problematic. But I uh, I actually I didn't realize it would it would hit so hit so deep when I I was kidding about adding three. It was it was anyway. I love my I love my feminine voice. <laughs> I'm gonna ding you right now for calling your voice feminine. I'm gonna ding you. For calling my voice feminine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Dreamboat or shipwreck? I Mike, think we, Mike, host, yeah, Mike, we, we didn't Mike, Mike. <laughs> I think of my job as the host is just like letting the plane go down. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, that was what Dave did when he hosted. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I settled it once and for all. I just said all tennis players are dreamboats, and no one could think of an ugly tennis player. So. We don't ever have to talk about that again. Well, um, have you guys looked at Svetlana Kuznetsova? No, you are. So now, what's the what's the ruling on on her shipwreck? Ship total shipwreck. Oh, you're kidding! Wow, that is harsh. All right. 
Hmm. Well, you heard it here, listeners. Um, in but fact, Alex was in. He's it's in Philadelphia this opinion. weekend, so I'll I'll ask him personally tomorrow. I um, feel like we had this. We had a really nice um, idea. I don't remember if it was on the air or through text that we were gonna not. We were gonna avoid like sort of sort of cheap cheap jokes and mean spiritedness. Because uh, I feel like it'd be pretty easy for us to Google um, ugly tennis players, and if I could get this guy's name. I, I could definitely prove that there's some ugly tennis players. I just can't. I'm having trouble finding his name. He doesn't look too great, but maybe it's not. It's not a great well, part thing. of my part of my thinking on this, Dave, is that like tennis is such a lovely, beautiful sport that even a person who is like ostensibly physically ugly would be rendered beautiful mm-hmm. by both like the outfits and like the you know their That's hair right. blowing in the breeze, that kind it's of stuff. Elegant, like it's mm-hmm. elegant in the way they have yeah. to. It's like a swan. Yeah. It's like like a singer in a band being way better looking because he or she is the singer in a band. Uh, I, I have a thing. Anyway, there's a question. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, I, 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 uh, I, I edited myself. I was going to say something problematic, but go ahead. Your question? I, self, self-ding, huh? I, I also thought that we had established we were not going to do Dreamboat or Shipwreck for women because we knew that that could put us in some hot water. No, I think you're getting that confused with when, like... You're getting it confused with something else that was way problematic. That I don't even want to say. I don't even want to say it on the air. It's like, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so yeah, intrigued. I'm so intrigued. I feel like Roger Federer is, is not good looking. But when he plays, he is. Like on the court, he is. All right. Okay. Um, there's a question on this outline that I really want to get to the bottom of, and it is question number 10. And it says, what is that sport where you run on top of a barrel on top of water? <laughs> I think it's um, called I think it's called Macal's Night Terrors. <laughs> um yeah, I'm really curious about that. I get one thing doesn't it much like uh we've we've covered the old like um 80s and 90s trope in TV of um quicksand. It seems like there was a lot of barrel running on water in the TV shows of our youth. Am I right about that? Yes. Like it used to be a thing where it's like, oh, here's the scene where they have to like cross, they have to cross the rapids on top of a barrel. Yeah. And that would ha- happen a lot. And I, also I don't know in, if it's uh, that I. in Oregon Trail. The, uh, the video yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. Right. So well, maybe it's like, a, it's like a sport that you has, they used to do in like the 1910s. And, um. So then the next logical question would be why why did that sport pass out of favor? Yeah, it seems like an awesome sport. Did we, for instance, run out of barrels in this country? Um, I haven't seen any in a long time. Perhaps we started like importing all of our oil and then we didn't need barrels anymore. Um, Oh, yeah. Or we all of our rivers ran dry, something like this. Can we have a name? Is there, is this a, do we have any kind of official? I tried to. I tried to Google it, and like nothing even comes up. Like it doesn't even exist. Oh, weird. It's kind of like the Simon thing. Like the, uh, you know, like whether or not Simon actually has a career as a Hollywood screenwriter. Right. There is a sport called called barrel racing, but it's not that. It's uh, it's cowboys on or probably cowgirls on uh on horses. I don't know what they're doing. They're running around on horses trying to go around barrels. You could Google it. Doesn't look that great. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty lame. Yeah. Running barrels? No, same thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's where you're like pushing. Oh, here's 
an image of uh, Homer Simpson on a radioactive barrel, like doing the running on top of it thing. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this segment didn't exactly kill. Um, <laughs> should we? <laughs> well, but should... the segment was like, the whole point of the segment was to figure out what it is. And right. I don't think we've figured that out. Do you think it's likely that we can figure it out? I think it is, but I think, yeah, like if we figure it out right now on air, it's going to just be boring, you're right. Maybe it's one of those deals that if we take our mind off it for a few minutes, the, it'll like, the idea will come to us. I was hoping like one of you guys would be able to answer that question for me. but Right. Yeah, like live okay. Googling might not be our listeners' favorite part of the podcast. Actually, I've heard I've heard reports to the contrary that the live googling is is like the most charming aspect of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, play um, on. <laughs> but it is definitely like a niche taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mikkel's outlines are tricky sometimes because he'll ask a question, and like half the time it's because he wants to answer it, and the other half it's because he wants to know the answer. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the, and the other half, the third half, it's like unanswerable. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> It's very tricky. Um, should we go on to number 12? How many high fives did Steph Curry give on the night they won? Do it's, Here's a classic case of a question. Like, does this mean he <laughs> wants to answer it or does he know it? The next question is, do you know the history of the first high five? And here I feel like I'm being goaded because if I say, like, Mikel, what is the history of the high five? He'll say, like, oh, I don't know. I thought you would be able to tell me. <laughs> on the contrary, <laughs> I, I do know the history of Fantastic. the first high five. Wow. Fantastic. Lay it on me. It was actually um, in a baseball game. It was between uh, two baseball players, Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke of the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1977. That was the first high five ever. <laughs> yeah, there was no high fives before 1977. And like the, did the audience, like the whole stadium just went bonkers and like tore their, like pulled their seats out and threw them on the field and burned the building down? <laughs> probably and that's another like heartbreaking news story from make room for sports we've and like the you know the phrase uh, like a high five wasn't in the uh, dictionary until 1980 Hmm. so what so the question is what were people doing (laughs) before 1977 everyone was like so sad and depressed just (laughs) maybe headbutts they were just headbutts. Yeah. Like or no one looks each on, other in the, the eye. Back. Pats yeah. on the back, maybe? Um, pats on the butt? Yeah, some, yeah. Not problematic, by the way. Okay, I think just... You know, the fact that you said yep. that actually yeah. makes it problematic. Yeah. It's well, actually it's even worse than if you just made a problematic quip. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that actually, that might be the most problematic thing anyone has said on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I kind of want to edit that out almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, the part where I said it was not problematic. Just it makes whole... me kind of want to like throw out my computer, just like burn it. Or like delete this whole it. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe this is a good segue um, into an update on Mikel's Gatorade sobriety. Oh. Um, is it, um, like, how are we doing on this, Mikel? Are we... Uh, I have not. Jing. I've not had any Gatorade. I've had a Since little vi- vitamin water. Vitamin water. Oh, yeah. What did you call that? You had a funny phrase for that. Um, harm reduction. Harm reduction, yeah. 
Okay. You, do you really think is so? Does vitamin water have significantly less sugar than Gatorade? Yeah, it is less, but it's still it's harm reduction because it's still not good, but it's it's better than Gatorade. By how much do we know? Like how many grams of sugar in vitamin uh-huh. water versus? I think I have one <laughs> with me right now. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just turn my bottle around. <laughs> I mean, they were on sale at CVS, uh, four for five dollars. <laughs> um, Wait, did well, we get? Do we get any money for that? Go ahead. <laughs> if we get money from CVS and vitamin water, and from Fifty Cent, um, yeah, who owns a lot of vitamin water. Well, the vitamin water I'm holding in my hand has. Uh, 32 grams of sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's yeah. definitely not water. I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure <laughs> I read last week that like that that uh like about 30 grams of sugar is what you you should be shooting for for the whole day. So I've only drank about half of this so far. Okay, maybe stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can you throw it up like what you've had so far? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a throwing up sound effect yeah i'm not a big fan of that one i know it's, it's like so realistic it's gross <laughs> it's right re- yeah and it goes on like a long time that drop <laughs> there was one episode like the week you discovered that and <laughs> there are a lot of them yeah i, yeah. I, I, I may or may not i have a confession yes confession and regret i uh yeah i've been drinking vitamin water for a few years now and i uh I have this weird habit of like I'll go into a Seven Eleven or especially when I'm on the road, like on road trips, and I'll go into a gas station and I'll, uh, I'm just hunting for for vitamin zero because you get the you know the vitamin zero version and it's got like zero calories and no sugar, but almost no one carries that. So then I'll just buy the like the shitty one that has like 32 grams of sugar in it. Yeah. What flavor? What flavor do you get? I like the lemon. Mm. It looks like you know it, I had- it basically looks like filthy water. Like it's just like it just looks like <laughs> like foggy water. Yeah. I had that uh lemonade zero the other day and I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it tasted. Yeah, I mean it totally tastes like um what's that stuff called? Uh saccharin um not was, yeah. um you know. Aspartame. Aspartame, yeah. It's pretty gross. Yeah, that uh I feel like maybe I should be drinking this stuff. Um we're I feel making, a little we're making you want it. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, something kind of called like when you're in health class, a, when you're like 13 years old, and like they're showing all these videos that're supposed to scare you out of doing PCP, and you're like, that look actually looks really fun. And then yeah, you go out and do PCP at age 13. You were gonna say though, I interrupted you. Uh, there's something called a Wi five, which is a mix of wireless, like Wi Fi, and and a high five. I have really bad. But news. I don't know what breaking news. I don't know. What, 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 what? A single eight ounce serving of original Gatorade, now called Gatorade Perform O2, contains uh, 14 grams of sugar. So, vitamin water has, oh. <laughs> vitamin oh, water no. has even more. So, Mikel's done harm amplification. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is terrible news for, for all of us, wow. especially Mikel, but it's bad for all of us because we all love Mikel. And you know what? Like, it's really I've been sad really like... for our podcast. It really is. Oh. You would really like what? Bring like I'm, I'm, I'm committed to not having Gatorade. I'll go in the store and I'll, I'll want it and I'll look at it. So like I'm capable of 
not like uh, of avoiding something. Like I have the conviction to do it, but apparently I was doing it like for the wrong thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I understand. So now, yeah, yeah. Um, I once spent like a month drinking. I discovered those um those like six packs of San Pellegrino flavored sparkling water. Oh yeah, that are, like super tasty. And I was like, I remember. I was just like telling everybody, like, you guys are all fucking idiots. Like, you should be drinking the San Pellegrino stuff. And then somebody was like, uh, you know, you've gained 15 pounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been there. It so it has sugar? It has sh- oh, yeah. It's like more, more sugar than a soda um, in those things. But oh, because it's like a, a, a company that I associate with just like sparkling water, I, I never bothered to read the, I forget who it was. Somebody was like, did you ever wonder like why they taste so, so good? Um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. vitamin water is yeah. also owned by Coca-Cola. Um, yeah. I mean, I, when it first came out, it seemed awesome. It was like, wow, you got this thing. It tastes like lemonade. It's actually like a health drink, <laughs> like hydrates right. you. Right. No, yeah. it's, it's not any of those things. Except that it well, tastes like lemonade. It does taste like lemonade. Loop it back around. I still am sober from Gatorade. This is true. Like, like at the end of the day... I remain sober from Gatorade. I just, right. I, I want to support you and stuff, but I just feel like that's a little bit like me being like, I'm sober from beer because I just had three shots of vodka. <laughs> right, right. That's harm amplification. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I do want you to keep uh, abstaining from Gatorade. That said, I will. I think maybe the other way to think of it is that like Mikel's not addicted to vitamin water. And so therefore he can drink as much of it as he wants. He I was addicted to Gatorade. So he had to get off that. Right. But what happens I'm when he stops vit- drinking vitamin water? He's never going to stop drinking vitamin water. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Steph Curry get, is getting paid $1 for every high five he's given the night that they won? Do you getting- think, is Steph Curry known for high-fiving a lot? Is that what this question is driving at? Or does the... No. It doesn't really matter who it is. You're just wondering, like, how much do guys high-five on the night they win the finals? Well, if you're, like, the like the most popular player on the team, and I just remember when they won, you know, and everyone swarms the um, court, and I just remember seeing Steph Curry was, like, high-fiving anybody that put a hand in his face. I can't even picture Steph Curry giving a high five. I picture Steph Curry doing that thing where he jumps up and he bangs hips with someone. He likes that. Like yeah, a, he likes that. Like a butt five or a, uh, or, yeah. a high, or a high butt. A, high butt. He is an, yeah, he is an inveterate hip banger for sure. <laughs> hip bang. Well, how, yeah, it was just not with his butt. It's with his, um, it's with his hip. It's, butt would be, yeah, with his arm, his arm butt, AKA his hand. <laughs> His arm butt. <laughs> Wait, Wait another name for your hand is your arm butt? No, it is with his oh, butt. Yeah. I'm talking about when he jumps yeah. up and he does that, that butt butt bunch thing. Butt ba- butt bumping. <laughs> but, but, but your butt's on the back of your body. Yeah. He, right? He, yeah. They, he, they sort of turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like your hand is the butt of your arm because it's it's at the end of it. But, not... but, your, but your butt is not at the end of your body, is it? The end of, it's at the end of your back. I guess it's at the end of your body when you're crouching. <laughs> it's at the end of your back. Right. Breaking news. Right. Your, butt, your butt's at the end of your back. <laughs> I feel like we might be going downhill with our. We're not even talking about sports. Um, 
Wait, so quick quick sidebar. I can bring this back to sports. Um, I have noticed, and I wanted to ask you guys if you noticed this also, that the like the high five seems to be back. For a while, everybody was fist bumping, and it does seem like um, professional athletes are high fiving again. We have Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke to thank. Yeah. Uh, oh, those dudes, right? The guys that invented the high five. Yes, I remember. Like fifteen years ago, or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what we talked about fifteen minutes ago. Yeah. Like, think um, about it. Our parents did not high five. Um, like my parents and your parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love how you guys really thought about that. Like I said it, and there was silence. Like you guys really thought. Well, I was trying to picture like my mom and dad high fiving each other. You can't. You can't picture it because they didn't. Um. Yeah. Until nineteen eighty, they were. They just had to, um, bump butts. But, <laughs> I don't know. According to inside information that I have from Mike Lochran, we only have about five more minutes left. Um, what should we do? Yeah. How do it, tell me how to feel about Colin? Colin, oh, uh, that's the Colin. one I was hoping that you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't. Uh, I mean, you can. I don't know. I uh, what? What? Well, you first. I mean, what? Where did that question come from? Uh, just because he's like further, um, uh, you know dug his heels into his conviction for um, fighting for justice. And some people like think he's an idiot and some people think he's awesome. And, and I remember I said something about, I said something about him once and you kind of like called me out for feeling how I felt about him. Well, I would rather talk about like the substance of what he says than to, than to like judge the sort of like hot takes that other people are giving about him. Um, so okay, without, so let's without do anything, that. Without I just, specific, I, I'm not sure. I mean, that's like a real question. Like, I just know there's controversy over how I I, I want to feel like, oh, awesome, he's taking his uh, position of power to speak out for something he feels really um, intense about, and he doesn't care what people think. Is that false? I mean, um, no, I think he cares a lot about what people think. I think I think he 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 doesn't. He I think he is. Um, you know, stubbornly defying um, structures of power that would try to, you know, repress the um, the revolutionary opinions of young black males. And I, I think that... So isn't that, isn't that great? Isn't that a great thing? I would never argue otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm not... So, so that's, why I'm not, that's why I'm confused about the question. Um... Uh, you just dan- I mean, the question was to tell me how to feel, and you did. I thought the question was more about like what's going on with him. Like, I think he doesn't have a contract right now, and um, no, he doesn't. And, and I'm he, not. And, I, are... and that's something that I'm not sure how to feel about because there's a part of me that, like, out of hand, would attribute that to um, you know oppression and racism and the sort of stifling of of a revolutionary voice, but at the same time. You know he hasn't. He's been pretty ineffective on the football field for the past few years. So it's it's really hard. It's really hard to um, to parse that. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, just it's one of those. Um, one might refer to it as a sticky wicket. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Who is it referred to it as? <laughs> me and others. Um, <laughs> like there's room. I, I think there's room to argue that independent of his um of his positions which also uh sort of like another um 
sort of sub issue inside of that is that it just proves how like backwards facing and silly and regressive the NFL is that yes. like it's not as though anything he said or done is even remotely actual ra- actually radical like no. if somebody did some actual radical shit politically in the NFL like that's what I would love to see um, I still think he would what he's doing is like super necessary and brave and interesting, but it's not like he's, you know, he's not like saying that the, like every African-American prisoner should be let go or something, you know, like I would love to see somebody to say that. Um, but anyway, uh, I think there's room, like his game has gotten slightly bad enough to think that maybe he's not being hired because nobody actually wants him. Um, but the NFL is dumb enough and ignorant enough to suspect that maybe no one will hire him because they're afraid to have him on their team. I just had yeah I think that's I think that's true and I also I just came up I just realized something while you while you were saying that like a different a different sort of take on it is that possibly um, it's easier and more comfortable for the predominantly white wealthy corporate media to put all of their attention um, on the sort of um, the social criticism and um, and the racial criticism that that Colin Kaepernick has put forward, than someone like uh, Dwayne Wade uh, or LeBron James, who have also been like pretty vocal mm-hmm. in a different way, um, but have also been really vocal about um, about social issues uh, affecting the black community. And so it, maybe it becomes convenient for the corporate media to focus on Colin Ka- on Colin Kaepernick and make him sort of a whipping boy because he actually doesn't have the same sort of power that. Uh, that top tier talent does like i wonder how sure. they would react to like maybe i don't know cam newton but it's kind of predictable because i think the nfl uh. is racist and i think the the population of football um fans is it might be more no i'm gonna say it's definitely more conservative than than basketball um oh yeah by far yeah, yeah. like watching. older older whiter more racist more middle of the country, all those things. So I think it's probably safe to say that almost any black football player that took similar stands um, would would cause this sort of like false uproar, this false consternation, this kind of um, uh, self-righteous backlash. And I think in the NBA, it's more difficult because those players actually have more political power. Like those players actually rub shoulders with politicians, whereas... NFL players are, are in a weird way, black NFL players in particular, are kind of, I don't know, if you think about the way that they're treated in the press, are, are sort of second-class sports citizens. And certainly Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning get get first-tier treatment, but, I mean, the type of bullshit that, that uh, Cam Newton has to deal with uh, every time sure. he's seen, like, like partying uh, versus, say, like a Rob Gronkowski who gets, like, almost no, like, criticism for, for the ridiculous yeah. shit that he pulls. Um, it's, it's like... I think that's... Yeah, I think that's so right and so smart. And, yeah, I, and yeah. Speaking of like white guys getting away with shit, what about Ryan Lochte, who's like suddenly um, he's out of suspension for that bullshit he pulled at the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, can and, you imagine what they'd be saying on Fox News? Right, if that, right. If that were like black players from the basketball or track athletes or something like that, black right. track athletes, like what what they would be saying about how unpatriotic they are, how they're they're ruining the image of this country, about how maybe we shouldn't even send these types of athletes over overseas any, anymore. Maybe we shouldn't have track and field representation in in the Olympics if that's the way they behave. That's the type of arguments they'd right. be making. Yeah, that's crazy. Cool. So, well, wow. Well, we got um, like super serious. 
That's what I want. At the yeah, end? That, can that we was... quickly can we can we just turn a corner back into silliness? I just I didn't hear about this thing, Darren Fox's dad versus Lonzo Ball's dad. Did, who put that on the outline, Britt? Oh, I did, yeah. I just because I because <laughs> um yeah, I just read that that Darren Fox's dad <laughs> said said that quote. It's a great <laughs> my line. My son my son already ate his ass up twice. Turned out <laughs> that Lonzo yeah. Ball or no, that that Darren Fox. Also, the fact that Darren Fo- Darren Fox's dad's Darren, name is Darren. It, or, <laughs> right, right, or no, Aaron. Darren oh, Fox's dad. Dantoni Fox's Aaron. dad. <laughs> so that's actually like really Dan cool Tony's because dad. because D E in Spanish, um, you know, means of. So to Aaron, like uh, of Aaron. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, apparently Darren Fox. I didn't know his dad. Was Aaron. Lonzo Ball's ass twice <laughs> and that's a diss but he, but he <laughs> it's supposed to be a diss <laughs> well okay it ate his ass up ate his ass up was the diss but yeah um, oh, i'm sorry it is, yeah i'm gonna ding that yeah the, the, a little you know prepositions really matter you guys yeah i'm gonna yeah, ding, no, ding the omission of the preposition but um uh it's true though um De'Aaron fox totally dominated alonzo ball and i'm really curious to see uh, how each of them performs at the next level because it's yeah. totally plausible that De'Aaron Fox will be a much stronger NBA player when Lonzo Ball was faced with um, like equal sort of NBA prospect talent uh, during last season. He kind of shrunk from the moment. He, he got beaten in the tournament by De'Aaron Fox. They, uh, De'Aaron Fox was that's Kentucky, right? Knocked them out. Um, and mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox totally dominated him, and, and Lonzo had a terrible game. De'Aaron Fox was guarding him, and De'Aaron Fox had a huge offensive game. Um, and the same thing happened during the regular season, so it's it's really interesting. Something to keep an eye on. I think, I think Darren Fox is going to be awesome. Yeah, I really like him. I think so I think too. He's gonna be, I wanted the Celtics to take him. I thought the Celtics. I thought that's what the Celtics were going to do with their number oh, three pick. Oh yeah. But yeah. who did they get instead? They took um, uh, Jason Tatum from from Duke. What do we do? We know? Any, I don't know anything about him. I don't think we know anything about him. Oh, okay. We think his name rhymes with Grayson. All right, guys. Yeah. It does. It does, right? Mike. Um, do you guys want to keep talking? I have to go to a birthday party. Uh, uh, my niece Mimi is turning eight today, and I am required to uh, operate the sprinkler in the backyard. But you guys, if you want to stay and talk about Jason Tatum, you should do that. Is this your niece Mimi who said you can do anything, nothing matters? Yes, except in this case, if I'm not there, it does matter. And I'm not allowed to do anything except go to her birthday party. And, and run the sprinkler. And run the sprinkler. And maybe you flip, gonna... some, flip some burgers. Are you going to run through the sprinkler? Um, I think so. Yeah, it's really hot. It's like, like over 90 degrees in the Philadelphia area. So it's sprinkler weather. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that sounds really All fun. Right. I feel like you get to, you definitely get to close this thing out after a really oh, successful okay. um, uh, debut as Make Room for Sports. I'm pretty Coast. sure I ruined the podcast. Um <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I know why Simon abandoned us. And, Do you think si- uh, is Simon coming back? You think he's ever coming back to the podcast? Or is, well, I, I think preemptively, while we wait to hear from him, we should start uh, accepting applications for our for for a new regular host. We should see right. if any of the listeners um, you can start sending um, uh, demo reels to. Uh, oh yeah, 
What's like when rock you know? bands like audition new singers, like totally, uh, <laughs> like when Axel Rose, Axel yeah. Rose subbed in for yeah. ACDC last year. Yeah, for, exactly. For a tour. Um, Do we have a, what's yeah. our Gmail address again? Can we give that out? It's just make room for sports at Gmail. Make room for sports at Gmail dot com. Start sending those demo reels. Yeah, yeah. and Send we them. want the person to sound like Simon, right? Uh, um, I would rather us get a woman. I would I would like this podcast to be hosted yeah. by a woman. Uh, yeah, but if Me there are too. any women out there that sound like Simon, I think that'd be a perfect fit. Are there are any women who listen to this podcast. That that would also right. be a miracle. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, we'll be back next week with more of this kind of stuff. <laughs> Bye. Sprinkler. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.